Welcome to the Good Life Podcast. Are you ready for more? <laughs> Hi there and uh, welcome to the Good Life. My name is Adeola and uh, today we're going to be discussing something really interesting. But of course, it's not going to be a solo ride. I have some fantastic ladies in the house. How are you doing? Awesome. Hi. I know this your awesome is not sounding awesome at all. <laughs> okay, so but I have um PO, I have uh PJ. It sounds like a rhyme, right? And then I have Ayo and of course Ore. So um ladies, uh today we're going to be talking about people pleasing. Um so I mean I looked at the dictionary and I was wondering what is people pleasing, and I think um one of the definitions I came across was somebody who is doing something to you know get the respect or have other people what's that word I'm looking for now approve approve exactly approve. you know so but let's start with what is people pleasing do you agree with this definition or what is people pleasing in your own terms I mean well for me um it's sort of akin to approval addiction that may be taking it like to the extreme but I think that the point where it gets to people pleasing because I, I I mean just really thinking about it going through the topic you have to have a way that you live your life you can't say you know that um, I don't care what anybody thinks you know I mean there needs to be standards and guidelines by which we live you know but the point where it becomes people pleasing to me is when your actions are determined by people's approval so i'm doing something because i want someone to like me or i'm doing something because i feel you know i'm not doing it because i feel someone may be upset about it or it, it doesn't look good to others right so i mean Okay, um, Ayo, do you agree with that? I think, yeah, 100%. That is also about, you know, putting people's opinion and their thoughts and interests ahead of you um, in that sense. Yes, you want to get the approval, um, and then whatever people would say, you, you just want to ensure that everything I'm doing is to satisfy, you know, other people that may look good in their face. It brings a lot of... It brings a lot of, um, you know, disadvantage to that person. And um, so are you like saying that it's a bad thing? Like it's actually um, I think it is very dangerous to live your life like that. If you look at the story of Jesus, you know, um, they were calling him as the king of the Jews um, is the one that's doing all the miracles. They love him. And then next thing, crucify him. So people will change. And um, there's this song that audience of one. And, you know, while listening to the entire track, um, there was a time in my life, actually, I was raised not to be a people pleaser. My mom raised us that you stand on your feet. If you want something, go for it. Um, it's not about what people say, but if you are confident that this is what I want to do, do it and, you know, own up to it. Um, but there was a phase in my life that I just felt like maybe if I please people more, um, it would be better for me because in university I was, you know, queen of snobs. And my reflection actually just shows that, oh, she's not smiling. She doesn't like, she feels like she's better than us. So at a point in my life, I felt like maybe I should start working to please people. And actually, I, I suffered emotionally from it. I was, I was, you know, when you are, it's like they've taken all of your strength away. I was exhausted. Yeah. I, did, I just felt tired. I did it for a period and I realized, no, I can't, I can't continue doing this. And that was the time I found that song, Audience of One by 
Tim Goffrey and I listened to it. I stayed on it for a long time. And I realized that at the end of the day, we need to live for God alone because people will misdirect you. They'll tell you you're a snob today, tomorrow they'll say exactly. she's all over there. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, she's everybody's friend. She can't even stand by one thing. And that's, that's actually is detrimental. It's not healthy to say you want to live your life to please people um, from my perspective. I mean, okay, but I, I think there's actually a balance, okay. yeah? Um, because, and I like what Ayo said about, okay, she, she swung from one end to another. Mm-hmm. But where does the scripture come in that says, um, where Jesus said, lay down your life for your friends? You know, um, preparing others to yourself. There's one end of the pendulum that is like, okay, I'm just concerned about me, 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 me. It's what I want, what I want to do and, and stuff. But I think people pleasing out comes when people are the number one focus. So you need to make, like she said, you need to make God your focus. And you need to have those true values. Am I doing this thing for God? Um, not necessarily for this person. Because like people's preferences will change. They want you to do this today. It was funny, something that happened at work, you know. So one lady, we were talking about volumes and all that, and then she sent me a message and she said, oh, the forecasts are um, too low. You guys need to adjust it and all that. I said, oh, the forecast is not low. That Please check um, the files again. And then she checked. She was like, oh, my God, this, this forecast is too high. It's too high. And then we both, and then she said, okay, what am I saying? I was complaining that it was too low, and then now I'm complaining that it's, it's too high. She was like, and she, now, she asked herself, okay, what do I really want? What, do I, what am I telling you? already to do that kind of thing so people's um preferences will change at the end of the day but we need to to ensure that we don't swing to the other end of the pendulum to say oh it's all about me 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 it's all about i'm loving god but you can't love god without loving people you know bible says that how can you say you love god who you cannot see and then the people around you you're not loving them Yeah. yeah so you need to ensure that why are you acting in a certain way it's because it's out of service to God, yeah. but you still need to do it to people. Yes. Because people are the objects of your love, your service, your dedication, and mm. all that. But the purpose is not for their approval. The, uh-huh. the purpose is for the audience of one. You know, okay, so, yeah, thank you for bringing us there. Um, and Pio, I was going to ask, because, you know, um, Ayo talked about, you know, how she, why she, decided to start pleasing people um is there any other way you know one any other course that you think and have you i mean like have you ever been in that position where you know had to please people when i look at this term people pleasing i think first of all generally it's used in a negative term it connotes a negative impression and you know many times i think it stems from a lack of self-worth a lack of self-esteem for someone who doesn't, you don't have a strong self-esteem, you don't have a strong sense of being, you know, belief in who you are, and you're looking for approval from someone else. And you think, oh, if I can do this, you know, I'll get this person's approval. If I can be like this person, you know, this is what this person's person likes. And if I can get that approval from, you know, X, Y, and Z, then I will feel um, fulfilled and, you know, affirmed. Mm-hmm. So many times, I mean, it comes from that sense of, lack of self-esteem and you know lack of self-worth when you look at the scriptures also you know even paul in book of corinthians paul talks about pleasing all men yeah somewhere else it talks about am i living to please men or to please god you know (laughs) so it sounded like he was contradicting himself and like aura said you know so there's why am i really you know trying to please this person why am i trying to cut this person's favor you know if it's for your own sense of approval 
yeah. then that's the negative side of people pleasing. But when you realize that, you know, ultimately, okay, I'm living for God. So even in trying to, to please this person in line with what the scripture says, you know, I'm doing it because this is what God, God's word says. Yeah. You know, whether the person approves of me or not, because yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm pleasing God. You know, God is my ultimate objective. And that's why, you know, I'm, I'm doing, you know, what I'm doing. And I think it's, I mean, you know, in many areas of life, in many aspects of life, you know, in the, in the workplace, I mean, people that are students, you know, you do, you know, very simple example, you know, when your student is, you know, in school, you're writing exams, um, you know, sometimes because you want to get that score, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're yes. writing a style <laughs> that your lecturer wants, even though maybe that is not, you know, your real self or that's not your understanding and, and, and stuff like that. So you just, you know, you know, pan to, you know, whatever direction will get you for what you want. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's a small issue, but I mean, at other times, you know, when it, it sort of contradicts your values, you should actually take a step back and, and say, yeah, hey, why am I doing this? And if it contradicts your values, then, you know, I don't think you should go out, you should go ahead with it. You know, you should be who you are, understand, you know, there's, there's a sense of, you know, losing your authentic self if mm. all you're doing is, you know, trying to please people all around. This thought came to me while uh, Pio was talking because sometimes maybe in a place of office, it, it's easy to maybe amongst friends um, say, okay, no, I'm not going to do this. But when it comes to a place where, you know, you have to please an authority. How do you then go about it? But before we respond to that, we'll just take a quick break and we'll be right back. The Good Life will be right back. All right, so um, welcome back. PJ, do you want to talk about that? I mean, that's, that's so let's use this example in your place of work, in, in the course of your work. Have you had this kind of scenario and how did you resolve it? It happens all the time. Uh-huh. You know, because generally speaking... Um, I find that people who are your superiors and stuff like that, many times will tend to have a strong personality. They have a way that they want things to be done. They have an idea of exactly how it should be done. I mean, depending on their style, they have no trouble telling you how they want you to do it. In some cases, they're asking you for things that may affect another person's career. The way that you respond matters as well. Sometimes it has to do with politics, office politics, and all sorts of stuff. You know, and interestingly, I was asking myself this question, at least something around this, like, a week ago, over the past week, you know, really asking, okay, if you're asked to do something that, based on the amount of time that you have, based on the resources that are available to you, you know, I'm spent. I finished. You understand? There's nothing left to give. But, it's literally been pushed on you, right? How do you respond? What do you do? Or the other scenario where someone is asking you to take a position with them against another person. Mm. You know, that happens, I don't know, the corporate place can be like a dog-eat-dog. I guess it differs for different offices and different organizations, but I found, I've had that experience a few times where there's this, we're pitting against each other, it's like, you know, and then you're being asked to take sides. Thoughts, my thought process was pretty much like, you know, Jesus saying, if they ask you for, if someone slaps you on the face, turn your other cheek. That sounds a lot like people pleasing, like, uh, uh, why will you be turning your, so they'll just be <laughs> slapping you up and down. By the time you're done, your face is red, like you're, what's wrong with you? You know, people are even asking you, is there any, do you have a problem? He says, if they ask for your, um, shirt, 
give them your cloak, right? Uh -huh. So pretty much keep going the extra mile, right? So if you keep going the extra mile, how do you know where to say no? How do you draw the boundaries? For me, the answer that came to my heart is, you know, be sacrificial, just like Aura was saying earlier. But then balancing it up with what everybody else has said, understand your values, understand where you stand, know what you want. And I think that's the starting point for me of all of this. What do you really want? That was what um, Aya was saying. What do you want? You want something, then go for it. But what is that thing that you want? Who are you? Where are your values? Where do you stand? Now, in the midst of people asking you to turn the other cheek and asking for your shirt, you must never be afraid to say the truth. So even if I'm saying to you, yes, I'm going to do it, I must not be afraid to say, no, this is what is right and this is what I believe is right. I may be able to do what you're asking me to do, but this is what is right and this is what, you know, should be done. Whether it is for me or someone that is working with me, someone that reports to me or someone I report to, I can't be afraid to say the truth. So it may look like, you know, people pleasing on one end, but it's, you know, putting other people before you sometimes, putting the job before you, putting the task, making sure that the job gets done. But I'm not afraid to say the truth. I can't compromise my values because I'm trying to make you happy or anything like that. Yeah, okay. So if I piggyback on what um, PJ said, so something happened recently. My, my boss was having a conversation. We were having a conversation and he was like, um, all right, you're now in a position where, you know, you go out and you cannot be asking for water said what is that <laughs> like you cannot be asking for orange juice like look at the people you're sitting around the table with everybody's yeah. having a vodka everybody's having uh -huh. this you know so and i was i was actually confused like this is a senior manager somebody that i report to and all and he was literally telling me oh you can't have water because i was telling him oh when i go out i usually he he noticed yeah. you know that i usually ask for orange juice or water and I said oh I'm going healthy and he laughed he laughed <laughs> he was like do you know that in these circles this is where um career decisions are being made over drinks and then you know somebody remembers that already yeah. asked for water and mm -hmm. then they start laughing he, gave, he said he was like do you want to be in that situation where they remember you as the lady that asked for water or the lady that asked for orange juice and all that and then and then I, I kept quiet. I kept quiet because I had told him my stand that, see, I take water and I take orange because I don't take alcohol, mm -hmm. you know. And then because for, I don't even take, usually I don't even take drinks, fizzy drinks and all yeah. that, you know. So um, after I made my stand, and he made the stand, and then I said, okay. But for me, am I going to change my values yeah. because I want to be perceived a certain way? No, I didn't get to where I am by... Um, you know, the alcohol and all that. And exactly. at the end of the day, where is my trust in? Yeah. Am, I, am I aiming to please them such that, oh, when they consider me for a promotion, they would remember me because I took alcohol? It's even, it, let's even think about it logically. Yeah. Sometimes, it, <laughs> in a way, it sounds like it makes sense, but thinking about it, it doesn't actually it doesn't make, make sense. sense. Yes. It doesn't make sense. Are you telling me that if somebody is qualified for a job just because she didn't take alcohol, we say, oh, no, we wouldn't put her in that position Yes, it might be the norm, but there, there are definitely exceptions. And when there's the favor of God upon you, you will be exempted from all such qualifications and all that. 
And so for me, I, I didn't want to argue because, of course, that's maturity. I, I didn't want to keep arguing that, no, this is my value. I will not take it. I will not take it. <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> but, but I have said I made my value clear in yeah. the first instance. And he gave his opinion. And then I kept quiet. But I will not now go into a social gathering and then I'll say no I, I, I will so not so have you been taking alcohol <laughs> fortunately or unfortunately we've not had cause to go out for but I already know in my mind what I'm going to do I'm, what are you I'm going actually, to do I'm actually I'm not curious. going to I'm actually not going to take alcohol okay yeah. actually those kinds of things happen um and after a while, they get used to it because there are some of them also that would like to take alcohol and maybe um, have a couple of, you know, bosses as well that maybe for health reasons, they can't take it. Okay. And then the same meeting where I'm also asking, I actually always ask for Coke or Chapman and they, yeah. they actually make um, fun of me as well. But um, I think this has been going on for like maybe three, four years. They've moved on from it. Yeah. And now if I'm not there or maybe I stepped out, they would have ordered the Chapman for me uh-huh. before I got them, before before I'm seated. So they will at the um, beginning. It's like you have um, a Muslim that covers out, that wears a job to mm-hmm. work. At the beginning, let's assume maybe um, your team is all jazzy and you're feeling like oh, this person has to... Um, like there's someone in my team now. She does um, our hair fashion category, but she's on yeah. dreads. And she's locked at, she had the dreads before we recruited her. She cannot try all of our products. She can't wear all of our products. Yeah. But all my bosses were complaining about it at that time. Taking their minds off it and looked at, what does this girl bring to the table? She's hands-on, you know, um, hands-on on our work. She knows how to connect with people. The only flaw is that she doesn't wear the product. But she was wearing it in the past and she knows the consumers. So at the end of the day, I always say they'll, um, come, around. they'll, they'll come around. So, okay, so um, those kinds of things don't really... Um, I mean, so the scenarios we've painted are scenarios of when what we are asked to do is against our faith. What about a situation where it's not really against your faith? Like maybe um, somebody says, help me do something, you know, and you know that you don't have the time or lend me money okay. or something. How do you say no without feeling guilty? Because I think sometimes yeah. um, it's, again, in line with what we've said, it's important to know you, to know what your priorities are, to know what your goals are. Um, I think something that, that helps is sometimes, you know, you're too quick to jump to a yes, particularly when someone is in that people-pleasing framework. You're too quick to jump i mean to say yes to everything that you are asked perhaps sometimes if you just you don't have to answer immediately if you just say please give me some time let me think about it and again you go ahead and you reflect you know can i really accommodate this someone is asking me for money you know do i really have that bandwidth to assist this person now and then at least if you take some time to reflect you can then go back with a more informed answer and sometimes it might not be an answer that someone is expecting so perhaps um Rather than saying, okay, yes, I'll give you the money. Okay, I don't have the money now, but if you give me in the next um, couple of weeks, I may be able to get the money together and I can give it to you. Or someone wants you to actually help them do something. Okay, my hands are full at the moment. So rather than saying a complete no, you can say, okay, I don't have the time now, but perhaps, you know, when I'm done with this and this, I can pick this up for you. And then it, it reduces the amount of pressure and the stress that, you know, you put on yourself. So sometimes if we, if we just, you know, learn to consciously take our, your own circumstances and your own situations into consideration and then with, because if you don't have it, you can't give it. Because there's yeah. no point getting yourself stressed yes. and then the other person is expecting, you've created an unrealistic expectation for that person and you end up not being able to deliver to that person. 
And it's okay to say no. Um, I think a lot of times as women and you know we just want to say yes to everything and like mm -hmm. Pastor Inda said when you put yourself in that I need to please people but then when you wear the lens of um, you have your, your spirit and we have our spirit on our inside and the spirit guides you and you know that these things um, you know, this person is asking of me it's impossible for me to do it there's no need to put on you know some unrealistic expectation just that so that this person would like me whether it's my boss or um, you know, a colleague at work or a friend or even a sibling. Sometimes it's very difficult, like your your brother or your sister. But I think getting to that point where it's okay to say no and understanding that I'm saying no not because I hate you or because I want to, I don't just want to help you, but because I cannot. Um, you know, I maybe make a joke in my house, um, you know, I'll tell my husband, that, except you just want my blood. And then you know that it's something <laughs> she can't do. I'll say, do you want my blood? Yeah. You say, okay, then don't worry, forget about it. Because um, if you don't actually train yourself to understand that it's okay to say no if I can't, as opposed to, you know, trying and just making a mess of it and then the person now feels that you led me on. Yes. Yeah. Just say no. Or um, if not, no, like um, P.O. I'll said. think about it. How can, maybe, um, I can't help you, but I know someone that can help you. Uh -huh. I have a contact, I have a friend. It will cost you a little sum, but this person can get the job done. But it's, it's just okay to say no sometimes. Awesome, awesome conversation. So, I mean, one of the things I've learned is that it's okay to say no because no is like one of the most difficult things to tell people and then like P.O. said I'll think about it you don't have to give an answer immediately so I mean we'll always come around um, circumstances like this either they're telling you to do something negative or something that is not negative it's okay but you just um, don't have the time or it would be at your own detriment to do it at that point alright we've had a fantastic conversation and I hope that you have learned a thing of two remember it's still the good life until we come your way next time Ladies, you want to say bye-bye? Bye. -bye? bye. <laughs> All right. Special thanks to Ebenezer Umudi at the Audio Console. The Good Life Podcast was directed by Wandu Alayodi and produced by Modupe Ijishesan for Kingsworth Global.